Welcome back, pod people, to a special episode of Cinema de More. I am one of your hosts, Justin Morgan, and I am here with another host, Lexi. Hi! This is Lexi's official first episode as a host. Yes. She's joining Cinema de More with me and Chuck. Chuck is not here because Chuck is sick, but that's okay. Uh, this is a little bonus episode. We'll do Hitchcock, me and Chuck, and then Lexi will be back for the next month and the future months, <laughs> unless she gets tired of us. No. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like super excited. I don't know. You you were, you were went from a guest, and that's a nicer experience than being a host. I got some demands. I'm a pretty demanding person. That's fine. I was laughing <laughs> when I was talking to uh jacob because i was like this podcast is mildly intimidating compared to what i was doing which is my remake podcast and i was like you and i have literally just been like digging in like trenches and sewers for like two years just going look what i found okay let's do that one and now i'm coming on here and we're going to be talking about like high cinema and like higher i mean you have a mix you have a pretty decent for a little bit maybe but you do have a much higher class of talk and discussion and your film selections are much more high end i'll ruin that though i'll bring i'll bring my touch into it and lowbrow it nicely for you you can't ruin it i mean that honestly some of my favorite episodes are the ones that the the movie that i thought oh that's gonna be terrible (laughs) and you know what they were but they made for a better discussion but yeah normally on our podcast if you're listening for the first time we're discussing a theme and a movie within that theme, but we're doing our annual Oscars episode where it's not necessarily going to be going over everything from the Oscars, like every single winner, because you can look that up. It's completely reactionary. Uh, if you want to listen to last year's, it's funny. It's actually terrible because I think it's just seven minutes of me talking by myself because Chuck let me down now two <laughs> years in a row. <laughs> well and, and i i'm not the best because i think literally i saw three of these movies i saw west side story i saw encanto and there was a third one but i can't for the life of me remember right now so it, it's I, funny i went from trying to tackle watching every single academy award nominated film that i possibly could years ago And now I've gotten to the point where I think the pandemic really threw me off. But the last couple of years, like this year, I was able to watch all the best pictures. I also liked all the best pictures. I didn't think that. I mean, even if they. Dude was the (laughs) other one that I watched. I realized that now I'm like, we covered that on my old podcast with you. So, yeah, that was it. And we covered West Side with you. So the only reason I saw any of these was because of you. Except (laughs) and except and can't, though. No, that was because of Rachel. Uh, Encanto won Best Animated Feature, but it wasn't better than uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, in my opinion. I didn't. I didn't mean to like cut you off when you were talking there, but I will say, going back to the Encanto thing, I was genuinely shocked that the music for it didn't win, just because like it was such like a blow up hit. Like you can't go anywhere without hearing the music from this movie, like at all. 
So the song that they chose, they had chosen before the movie came out. That's what I heard, yeah. Theatrically, and then We Don't Talk About Bruno was like their big hit. Yeah. And I think that was their problem because Chuck asked me in the middle of the broadcast, he goes, I don't understand why they only sang two minutes of that song. Well, they sang the full length of every other song. And I said, well, it's because it's not nominated. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, why did they do it then? I was like, because it's popular. I, <laughs> you know, like they totally fucked it up. I think, I also think at least for me, when it comes to the nomination process, like the no time to die score or set song, I guess I should say was like way more my style than these weird musicals that, I usually dominate songs. I'm not a big like Bond fan, but I have a lot of respect for like Bond singers, like the the theme songs. They always get very respectable artists and they do try like, I mean, like when they got Shirley Manson to do it, that was like super weird. But like, so it's like, I'm not opposed to them like bringing Billie Eilish in to do it. And I think she did a really good job. But like, my question is, what the hell was she fucking wearing? I'm like, you could, you're at the the Oscars for God's sakes, and you got this like bed sheet draped around you, like stapled shut. I was like, I couldn't believe the outfit that she had on. Which I'm here to judge on the outfits all day. <laughs> that that's the style, I guess. That's her style. The guys all uh, had more... some really great tuxes, though. There was a lot of really good tuxes there. Yeah, I don't, I don't always feel like I'm up in the fashion unless it's like extremely strange. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield, perfect outfit. I loved his like velour suit jacket with the purple. Mm, so good. So here for that. And he seemed to genuinely love being there too. That's he what did. I like to see. He he would look like he was having the best time ever. Oh yeah, I I. It, it's kind of strange to see how uh, how it's like treated because you feel like you get these people that they're there all the time to the point where it doesn't mean anything to them anymore right and, and to him he almost seemed giddy like he was excited to be there and there was I mean, this... a couple of his films were not not just him but spider-man was <laughs> there too so right i was i'm gonna get a little controversial here and i feel like this year's was really like do you remember when Will Smith was there with that movie Concussion? Yes. And there was the whole controversy around that, and then they started calling like the award ceremony racist. This year really felt like they were like, we swear to God, we are so freaking inclusive. I'm like, we got two black women and another woman to host. And like, we got all this inclusion, and Will Smith, we're going to give you that Oscar this year, I swear to God. And then he gets up on stage and slaps <laughs> Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's honestly i feel like the oscars every single year have been more and more of a mess it's just it doesn't seem coherent i don't understand why no. they tackle it the way that they have like i watched a commercial for a jeep cherokee and a rolex commercial that i thought was more respectful to cinema than the shit that they were showing on the oscars all they showed were like medicine ads and liquor ads. That's all they showed the whole time for it. It's strange though, because it, there's no rhyme or reason to anything. No. Uh, Chuck, I think it was also Chuck brought up how 
they had that moment after documentaries or something and and it was Chris Evans thanking them for winning and then he was like and now you can see a sneak peek to Lightyear yeah and it was like why wouldn't you do that after the animated feature one or after like why wouldn't it be involved in the animation why well, did you do it with the uh, documentary I, I think my question is why would you get Tony Hawk Sh- Sean White and whatever to talk about James Bond <laughs> like I was like what is this what is the the point of this oh and at least James Bond and the Godfather had like significant years but it was weird where like the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction like what yeah, yeah. and the white men can't jump white men can't jump in Juno like I don't it was just so yeah. all over the place I, I mean, to a degree, I think that is definitely what there should be more of. It, it should be more of like a celebration of the movies that came before it. Right. Because let's face it, the Oscars are usually what wins Best Picture is not anything that any is in anyone's memory. In five years, can you even say what like what was the movies from 2000 and uh, that'd be 17 now, right? I don't know. I couldn't tell you at all. You know, I was saying to you uh, that this is the first time I've watched the Oscars in maybe like eight years, nine years, something like that. Like, and I remember watching it growing up and you had like, you know, Billy Crystal all the time and the stages were like huge and grand and they had these like really big musical numbers and it was like an experience. And even though like I wasn't into it, I saw the value in it as a show. And then if you wanted like controversy or raunch or something like that, then you watch like the MTV music awards where they always had like shit going down or whatever. I'm like, this was like some kind of slap and dash stage. It felt like a really small auditorium. The seating was really strange. I I just, I didn't really understand what I was watching. I guess it's the same. It is the same exact uh, place that they've been filming them for several years now. But they also did just recently renovate it so it doesn't have, like, the seating. I was just told this today. They're like, did you like how the new Dolby Theater looked? I'm like, no. Uh, what changed? <laughs> and they're like, they got rid of all the seats and they got more tables in there. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess it was fine. The only time I'm ever really noticing that is I remember the Globes. And I only really watched for Ricky Gervais because uh, the Globes are such a weird awards anyways. But they would announce a winner and this person would have to like crawl over all these desks to like or, or go around all these tables yeah. not desks to get up to the stage and it would take them 5 minutes to get up there. Yeah. There was no good seating for people that were nominated and could possibly win. Right. And this felt pretty pretty open. Well, and, and those front tables had this quality about it where they only had like 12 or 13 really like people that were able to sit in those places and the camera was always on them. So you're always seeing the same few celebrities and you're like in the back. It's like there's a huge gaggle of like, you know, other big celebrities back there, too, that you could also be showing that they're just like kind of getting ignored. So, right. Like I know people <laughs> will hate on Ricky Gervais, but I think he's perfect at like okay, let's go out there and let's roast these people. Do you watch the red carpets before, uh, like any of that kind of stuff or what have you? So this time I did have it on, but normally I don't. Normally it's just it's just weird. It's very, I don't know. Obviously the whole Academy Awards is kind of superficial, but it feels more superficial to me. Do you know yeah, the people... name 
of the trans woman that they had hosting the red carpet for E. I can't think of her name. Um, I don't. I was watching whatever was on ABC, so. It was really bad. And I was like, you know, Joan Rivers needs to come back from the dead and do this. Like, I'm like, it's just not the same without that. She just didn't have the same charisma and what have you. And I just, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't worth watching the red carpet so much this year. Some of the dresses were like kind of hit and miss as well. Like, I know I talked about Billie Eilish's, but like, I'm used to seeing such grand like outfits and stuff like that. Like, okay. Uh, Jada's dress was gorgeous, but she sat the whole time, so you didn't get to, like, see it. I guess you saw it on the carpet or what have you, but that's about it kind of thing. Whereas, like, um, the one who won for um, Tammy Faye's eyes. Yeah. Uh, her dress was fucking stunning. That was a sweet dress. And Jessica there was that, Chastain. Yeah, and there was one director who won who had that, like, ballroom dress that was just, like, all, like, mirrors. Jane that Campion. Thing, oh, my gosh, so good. That was one of the best dresses in the evening for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, it is strange the way that they try to fix their ratings. They removed eight categories from the live broadcast. And I think that was kind of disappointing because they did show them all edited onto the, like, for time, I guess. They still showed it. But before the awards even started, I had already seen who won all these awards. And I was like, okay, well, that takes away, like, half of the fun but also i thought oh you know it really frees up some time and as we were talking you know they were so fucking slow at trying to do everything else that right they didn't really buy themselves that much time the and pacing was awful and that was like i like i kept messaging you i was like is this fucker gonna end or what because it's like it, it was just dragging at one point like i'm like okay i fucking get it like move on i don't get things. why you don't like why don't you focus on the like the the nominees like let's focus right. on them and some significant ones of the past and i get the i get the songs but even the songs take take up a huge part uh, like why don't they just sing the songs while they're on the red carpet or something <laughs> and then say there you heard all the songs before the oscar started it's it's a long time it's 3 hours for these awards that you're you're asking for people to sit there for the entire like three hours plus to see who won best picture. Well, and I think last year they really tried. They really mixed them all up. They were all over the fucking place. I think they ended with like actors and actresses or or something. Uh, and there's a lot of like dick stroking going on too. Like people people in the industry being proud of people in the industry. Like there's there's a point with the moratorium where and I, under, I respect it like why they do it but there's people in the moratorium where like who the fuck is this guy like who the fuck is that guy and it goes on forever and you're just like let's push this along it's whoever paid the most i guess yeah. some some I mean, producer I i'm like i don't know who that is like <laughs> i like they went from no no host to three hosts and i had no problem with the host either but between them and the presenters, like I, I, I mean, I'm in the mindset that I don't think the presenter should have more to say than the winner. Right. Well, and two hosts I like, and Amy Schumer, and I'm not like I, didn't, <laughs> I don't I don't hate Amy Schumer exactly, but I also certainly don't like her. And she ended up being kind of like the second funniest, with Wanda Sykes being the best, but. The material they were given was really bad. Like I was like, this is like two black women and a white woman being given something written by like a bunch of white dudes. And I was like, it's not very funny. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who wrote it, but I definitely feel, hey, you get these adult comedians that are pretty raunchy, and then you say, hey, we're going to have to hold you back because it's live television. Well, they got that one woman, like, the whole time, her whole shtick is, like, hitting on every single person in the place. And it just kind of, like, went on too long. I was like, all right, I get it. She's horny. Like, can we get some awards handed out and shit? Like, <laughs> Right, like, you're out of, you run out of time, but that, like, it's weird because every year they say, oh, our ratings went down. We had to figure out how to connect to these people. And they just scream desperation at this point yeah with their like their weird awards that i didn't even quite get the fan awards because there was like the greatest scene of all time or something voted by the fans which was like the flash goes fast the, f- oh, the flash yeah. breaks the sound barrier it's like that movie did so poorly i'm like no one cares about that movie i'm like stop trying to pretend that people care right, and the oldest there? movie on there was the matrix and i yeah. honestly thought it of all the scenes it is the only one that I would even consider memorable of the, like, I, I'm i already forgetting what the hell else there was. Well, they had uh, something from a superhero. There was two superhero movies. Three. It was definitely Spider-Man and Avengers, I think. And then okay. Dreamgirls. Oh, yeah. They had that scene from Spider-Man, uh, the new one, where the three of them are all together zipping around. I, I, I just, like, I was like, okay, sure. I, I, I don't really watch this the superhero stuff that much so if you say so (laughs) but i think too the comment of what they said was like a weird choice too like it wasn't just memorable it was like scenes that made you like gasp out loud or like cheer or something like that and i was like no not no i was like oh yeah i guess cheer worthy cheer worthy well i mean i did watch the snyder cut of justice league uh, oh very early in the morning so i probably watched the flash go fast at i don't know 6 a.m or something so it was over I four wasn't... hours like i watched it because i'm like i like dc so i watch dc content they're my favorite but like that's what... and then somehow like snyder's army of the dead managed to slide its way in there i'm like that's one of the worst fucking films well, i've I ever think seen people in my could life vote, people could vote on this so he does his have his cult following, which I I don't understand, but I do not. More power to you. He is. There are other movies out there. He's not it's a just, director I respect in any way. It's just it's just so strange because I've even said pe- like people like oh yeah he really did wonders with you know his version of the Justice League, and I think his version of the Justice League was fine, but. How good of a director can he be if it just includes every shot that he ever did and and you have too many storylines going on and and the whole runtime's four hours plus. Right. Well, I've <laughs> said, I've said before, like DC's biggest problem, like their animated films are some of the best animated films, and Marvel cannot make an animated thing to save their lives. Like their animation sucks. But Marvel's got the the, the movie bracket down hard, and I'm like DC needs to look at what Marvel is doing if they want to establish this. Like you need to have all the like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all that stuff needs to come before Justice League. You don't put Justice League out first and then try to squeeze the films about all the characters that are in Justice League and somewhere else later. Like the only one that you can really get away with that is Cyborg because of the the whole mother box part because they went with the mother box storyline initially. But I don't. I do dig Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I think that is a, a wonderfully wonderful animated film 
I, I uh, haven't watched that one yet. Um, I just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it was in theater and that kind of stuff. But, you know, oh, my, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, I just didn't watch it because it's just too big. And not that the bigness of it was the problem, but I didn't want to see it in a theater like it was just too much. So I was going to wait for it to come out on uh, Disney Plus. Is it not? I don't know. Is it? It could be. It's a. It's like a Sony thing, so I don't. Maybe you yeah. won't see it on Disney. Yeah, very possible. Sony does Done. like to like act like Spider Man is the one thing they have like <laughs> under their thumb. Oh, that so sounds hard. like DC with Batman. Although the Batman I thought was great, so I desperately want to see that one. That one's on my list of need to sees. It's been a pretty good year. Almost everything I've been seeing in theaters, I thought, damn, that was actually good. I was. Sorry, go ahead. No, that was pretty much it. I I just want to say I'm very impressed with the amount of things Dune won for. Oh, I am too. I don't necessarily think that it deserved all of them. No, I don't either. For for example, uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, and this is where the politics come into things. I honestly thought that Denzel Washington gave a better performance than Will Smith did. And I thought that the cinematography in and Tragedy of Macbeth was way better than Dunes. And it's just kind of strange because, I mean, what? I, I, I Dune is definitely a good-looking movie. I, I won't knock how the movie looks. It does look great. It deserves but the I, Visual Effects Award because they did that. They utilized that new type of, um, they used a brown screen. Yeah. So they, they chroma keyed it to a brown screen. So it looks really, really nice. Like it's. A beautifully shot film so i think it deserved the visual effects awards for sure uh and the sound design i thought was great too yeah so, i'll give it that but the uh i was even talking about this earlier today at work the production design's really weird because i feel like there's just so much stuff out there for dune that the the creativity of cr- like creating all the visuals and everything that we're seeing in this movie like just et- just the world building doesn't really feel like the world building was the film. It was like basically everything that's been planned right. and set up for years. I I thought um, that I, I was really I never heard of this uh, year. Was it Year of the Dog? Is that the movie? Oh, uh, Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. I I never heard of that movie, and I was like every single category it popped up in in some form or whatever, but it only won one well, award. It was supposed to be. The, it was the front runner, apparently. Yeah, I'd say. And I didn't. I thought that when we did, we made our ballots. We like we do every year. We had the competition. This time, Lexi was a part of it, and I really did think the power of the dog was going to win. But I, I, there's a few categories that I always pick as, you know, like I'm a little risky, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try something different that's I think close and a possibility. So I did end up going with with coda but power of the dog was like the top choice at the time you were you and, were right to go with coda because coda ended up sweeping that fucking award ceremony yeah i think it only i think it only won three awards it still did really well i was shocked yeah how well it did. i guess the sweep would have to go with what you initially said dune dune yeah because even though dune didn't win any of the big awards it won like every every single award yeah. that it almost could I thought uh, I saw sure. something online too that said they're like Dune, uh, best production design goes to Dune, and and one of the directors said, 
we need to hire this Dune guy. This Dune guy is winning all the all the awards <laughs> this year. Uh, so as you know, I only like I said before, I only saw three of these movies. So when I was making my choices, I was like really looking at it and giving it the kind of thought process like okay like i picked will smith because of exactly what i said the whole controversy around um the uh, concussion movie that he was in and all that shit and how all those years they were like jada and him kept fighting with the the academy and i was like all right i see he's on the ballot he's definitely gonna win this year i was like because he's just like in this place where they're like they got to give it to him or he's not gonna stop so there's that one. And then the other one was I, I picked best picture for the drive my car <laughs> because the Korean films have been sweeping so much recently that I thought like, Oh, it's another Asian film. I thought maybe like it's going to walk away with it again. So that was my logic in that. Just cause there's honestly been- uh, a safe bet is if there's a, a foreign film that is nominated for international, it's, it's going to win it. That was so also it. Did- it yeah. So it did when it's an international, but I honestly, in my entire life of watching all the Oscars, I found that Parasite win from a couple years ago to be the most satisfying and shocking. Like, I really didn't think that it would win, and I definitely thought it was the best movie. Like, I, I without a doubt, was like, that's the best movie, and it won't win the American awards, you know? It's it's not gonna, no way that it could possibly win, and it did. But I, I don't know how soon we'll end up seeing that again. Because oh. knowing the Academy, they'll be like, oh, we did our four in one once. So. I, did see, I did see Cruella. So when they were talking about the costume and the makeup and hair, I was like, that movie had some pretty elaborate costume and makeup design. And I was like, I can't see that not, not walking away with something. So I picked that one for sure. But um, it was not a good movie. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I had no desire to see it. No. And even most of the live action remakes that Disney's been doing, I said, ah, I'm going to go. Yeah. I want to see what they're doing with this. Uh, and it's funny because the one that I think is the worst is my, one of my favorite animated movies. And maybe that's why I didn't like it as much. But I didn't think The Lion King was that great. No. Uh, but but if you look at Favreau's Jungle Book remake, I, I it's a lot better. I, uh, I, it was a, the Cruella one was a prequel, so I was interested in it because mostly because of the costume design and all that kind of stuff. That's what really drew, drew me into it. But uh, I don't like when they take like brutal villains and they give them humility and give them like a oh it's tragic backstory. I was like she doesn't need a tragic backstory. She's just a scumbag. From the like, imagery I saw, it looked like a, a lot like Batman Returns. It reminded me a lot <laughs> of Michelle Pfeiffer's character. I'll see it. Um, so this is honestly for our guesses for the Oscars. This is honestly the best that I have ever done. Dude, you killed it. I you only missed two. It. You I, missed two. Yeah, I That's missed sick. two. I animated short, which honestly you did get. I was uh, the I, only one who got that one. <laughs> you were the only one that got that one. And it's actually funny, too, because we between the three of us, me, you and Chuck, I didn't have to. I always post our guesses and then the winners. I didn't even have to write down the winners off to the side because we always, one of us always guessed who the winner was That's entirely. Great. So, yeah, I missed that one. The animated ones, or sorry, all the short films are hard for me because it's like I haven't watched them. I don't know what kind of reaction they're going to get. Right. 
but the screenplay one, that was the only other one I lost. Um, original screenplay, Licorice Pizza. And Belfast was a second. Like, it was almost 50-50. And I just, I don't know. I really wanted PTA to win an Academy Award finally. But uh, Kenneth Branagh, he deserves an Academy Award too. I mean, it really was just a toss-up. I, I, I thought that um, Judy Dench was going to win for Belfast. I did think that, but I should have known better. She and you really, know what? It's I was, weird because she wasn't as present in that movie as, as she's been in some other movies. Right. I was so pleased with who won that though. And it, it, it we were talking about how it kind of takes that tradition because that's, you know, how the last character of that type started her career. She won for that same role. And now, you know, here we are in the year 2022 redoing that movie and we have the same results. And we were really pleased to see that. Uh, is that the second time? Okay. So she played the same character that won in the original West side story. Yes. And we have at least two wins for the fictional character of Joker. Are there more out there that, that the single character has won more, more than one award? I don't know, but I was wondering this one. Here's a, here's a challenge for you. Okay. What, what has been sung more at the Oscars throughout its lifetime? Bond theme songs or Disney songs? I would almost think Disney. Bond makes a lot of sense because there's so many of them, but every year... When you're doing like best song, like they did in Canto, and I don't, don't know if anything else was Disney, but sometimes Disney's up against Disney. So I, I would, I'm gonna yeah. guess it's Disney. We were thinking that maybe Bond, just because they've been making them so much longer in a lot of ways. But I mean, I think Bond would. Okay, you think Bond? There's 25 movies. There's already been 25 Pixar movies. So I. I just feel generally that there's yeah, just way, I think you're right. Never mind. way too many <laughs> and like I well not Encanto, but what was it? Enchanted, remember Enchanted with yes. Amy, Amy Adams? That had a lot of musical numbers. So it's like you had a live action that year. I'm sure there was a Pixar movie that year, and there was probably another another Disney movie in there somewhere. So All I right. feel like Disney just like I mean, if you narrowed it down a little bit and you said between Pixar and Bond, I would probably think Bond. Well, yeah, for sure. But I was going with straight Disney because because <laughs> there's always some sort of Disney film. There's always some sort of Disney film that has a musical number that they put on the awards. Well, I guess that would be interesting to see the year that they don't get nominated. I like it when they get those like songs you never expect are going to get nominated, like like uh, Blame Canada or things like that. Like. <laughs> Or the songs fun. that actually like didn't Lady Gaga win for that oh, shallow shallow yeah, but it was really prominent to the movie, and I thought, well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's one of the better songs from the movie. But I've I've watched movies too where like a singular song is the like the whole movie. It yeah, it's basically like it's the climax of the movie or it's an important part of the movie. I, right. Like one of the ones like movies that I absolutely loved was whiplash. That was such and a good movie. It's like, I'm not even, uh, I guess I've 
going to kind of lie here. I was going to say, I'm not even a big jazz fan, but for some reason, I've had this jazz station on my car radio for months now. It just happens. Like, I don't ever change it. If I'm not listening to my music through my through Bluetooth, it's just the jazz channel. And That's it's so really funny because they're always talking about uh, Pittsburgh and how big it is in jazz. And I'll yeah. be in the car with my wife, and she'll be like, Pittsburgh's big in jazz? I'm like, according to this yeah. radio station, we're one of the biggest we are one of like where we're like one of the places where jazz originated from, according to this. Yeah, I think so. It's it's huge, but yeah, I, music wise, I, I I don't like all like the last Bond song that they did for uh, Spectre. I didn't care with Sam Smith. I I didn't think it was that great. I no. really did love um, Adele. And I really love the Alicia Keys and Jack White one from Quantum of Solace, which is funny because Quantum of Solace is one of my least favorite Bond movies, but it, it does have good. one of the better. It has one of the better songs. I I liked. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I like when they get creative with their Bond themes. They're a lot more fun. They're a lot more interesting. It, it fits the movie very well. When we did yeah. that episode and me and Chuck were talking, we were like, when we thought about it, we're like, that song fits that movie so well. And you don't even think about it afterwards, like because it's the first, one of the first things you see. So you get in the movie and you're like unimpressed. But when you go back to the beginning, you're like, that is a song that matched its movie well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess just this year in general, I it's just it it gets sloppier and sloppier. I I would just like more focus. I think if it gets more focus, then they could be more interesting. Just stick to a schedule and, and shorten your fucking presentation. Like, don't like, let these people speak. Honestly, they've, they're up there for that award. Like, let them have a say in something. Right. Cut some of this bullshit out and let the people talk. That poor I'd rather everyone that... have five minutes to talk or you get people that go up and it's like two people won the award and one person used all the time to talk and the other person didn't get a second to talk. That, that woman from Cruella, she was trying to talk and they started the music and they kept trying to like push her off the stage. She's like, no, I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, she did a wonderful job. She deserves to talk. Right. And then you had, well, the incident that's going to overshadow the entire Oscars is... Will Smith smacking yeah, Chris Rock Chris, in the face. Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and he got mad and he assaulted him by slapping him in the face. He did. And then Which, he went to win the Academy Award for Best Actor. And like, that speech went on for like, so long, it's like where they were just like afraid to cut him off or something. And he cried and like got belligerent at one point, which it's fine if he did that, but I think it was just because he was already overwhelmed by the previous situation. And then he won the award and he just had like this like he was just overwhelmed by the whole situation and he just like did not even know where he was anymore at that point. Like he was just going. And I guess they apologized and what have you, but everybody's like, Will Smith should give his award back. It's like, fuck's sakes. So I'm like, why? I'm like, and, and I guess like the reason that he got so mad is because uh, I guess Jada Pinkett's going bald. So, but then she made the conscious choice of showing up with no hair. So, you know, it's Chris Rock. He's going to make a joke. You know who Chris Rock is. Like He slapped Chris Rock so hard, Chris Rock had no more jokes. Yeah. He was literally like just 
He didn't know what to so, do with himself. He had no idea. He was just baffled. And and here's the other thing, though, I think that's crazy. Like, I have no idea what was going on with Will Smith that night. He seemed unhinged. Oh, yeah. I, I get what he was – I get that experience of, like, he was what he was going through, but he didn't have the right reaction. No. <laughs> you know, he, he could have still said what he needed to say without I, hit, hitting him, you know? I, I'm still surprised, like, and, and genuinely, I'm still surprised that we are talking about Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. I'm like, it's Will Smith, the guy who wouldn't curse in his raps and, like, always had such a clean image. Like, he's always been respectable. Like, he's never done this before or anything like this. It's not like he's known to, like, be violent or whatever. But it's, like, in the last, like, five, six years, there's been a real breakdown with him. And now it's like this kind of like it's coming out here. I'm like, they're just getting to that point. They just start getting old and just start having breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was weird, too, because the way when we watched it and I was like, was what the hell just happened? I thought at first it was like meant to be funny. And then the way that I like, oh, no, it was a decision to censor all that. So and yep. then did Diddy said something afterwards, like, well, we're going to make up after after the show uh, and we'll, you know, get this right but then i was seeing the actual videos from like australia and jap japan's broadcasts where they showed the full thing and you're like oh god like that is definitely not not fake and one of the guys that i know that's been working on he's been working at the academy awards the last four years and he said it definitely was not it was definitely not in the script like that is, was not anything be- that anyone expected to happen. I, be- I believe he screamed, "Get your wife's my wife's name out of your fucking mouth!" Four times. He did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it's weird too, because like I thought that there were a lot of really good moments, like in this thing too. Like I, the Godfather, I thought was great, but it was short. Yeah, like it, it was, was nice that they like throughout of uh, they recognize robert evans which he's the producer that said you know we need to make the godfather longer and i mean you don't have people like that anymore and you don't have right you would have so many different types of movies out there if you had more robert evans out there but there could only be one so i really liked that and the bond thing is this kind of goofy and uh, a lot of disrespect for Lazenby. They didn't even mention. They didn't even mention him. That's so funny. And he's a pretty good Bond. So, fuck all you. <laughs> I uh, like as we said before. I thought uh, Andrew Garfield was a treat. He he was one of the funnest audience members. He looked like he was the most interested. But there were people that did not look interested at all and were kind of like just felt uncomfortable. And like you said before, every time they showed Will, even pre pre his blow up, it all seemed like he was uncomfortable too. Like something was already going on. Or yeah, I mean, I don't. It's it happened. And then they yeah. had Zoe Kravitz there with um, Jason Momoa right after they just broke up. <laughs> so, no, he's not with her. He's with her mom. Was that what it was? I know they yeah. just broke up. Either way. <laughs> uh no, Jason Momoa was dating her mother. Okay. I thought it was that she was dating he was dating her. If he does, then 
it's getting strange. <laughs> it's Hollywood. <laughs> I don't question anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, o- overall, I I just, obviously, I got some critiques for it that I just gave. I watch them every year, and I'll continue to watch them until ABC finally says, our ratings aren't high enough, and they drop it. And then we'll see who picks it up. Probably fucking Netflix. Oh, man. That'd be weird. I Netflix can't, is fighting, like, tooth and nail to win some awards, and... Uh, I mean, technically they have, but they did that. Don't look up, which I, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. How many things this year came from streaming services. Like I asked you, like I was like, Coda won all these awards and I'm like, what is Coda? I never heard of this movie. And you're like, Oh, it's exclusive to Apple. Cause anything on Apple TV is exclusive. to well, Apple TV. originally it was a Sundance like darling. Okay. And Apple bought it. And then, you know, now that it did its, its run, Apple had exclusive rights to it. So, and I watched that movie and I thought it was great. And I keep hearing people say, and uh, my wife even said, oh, somebody said this earlier today, where they said it was like a glorified Lifetime movie. And I said, have you watched a Lifetime movie? Like, they are bad. Hey, Flowers in the <laughs> Attic is wonderful. That's about I, it, though. I, I, I can't comment on that movie i had not seen the uh all four of them the lifetime fantastic version. so good <laughs> we paid for them we own them they are they are amazing um but yeah like of, of all the movies like i did i did really like dune i thought west side story was great and west i thought it was really excellent like... it deserved more acclaim honestly it should have gotten a little bit more i even liked don't look up i mean it was good satire it really was I i get the critique of people not liking it I don't know if it was an Academy, if it should have been nominated for anything, but I, I really didn't think that it deserved the hate that it was getting. I didn't see that Lucy and Ricky movie because it was an Amazon original. And, and like, I thought that was weird. Like, like you said, like yeah, the Apple TV, Amazon original, Netflix, like don't look up was a Netflix movie. I'm like, I haven't watched any of these because I just, I don't know, like, they're on the streaming platform. I mean, I still never saw the eyes of Tammy Faye, which is Chastain. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Uh, Power of the Dog, I thought, was good. But it also, I didn't have a, like, I didn't have a deep connection to it. And I called it, like, Mean Brokeback Mountain, which was, like, I don't know. It's the best way I can describe it. It's well shot. Its themes are strong. But, damn, is it, like an angry movie you know yeah, it looked like it uh what do you think the future is for the awards now after this with the whole chris rock thing and what have you i don't know they i feel the academy always makes the wrong decisions at what they think <laughs> fixes the situation you know like you the next awards ceremony will be like i don't know a gate that they don't let people through unless they won the award or something. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I never have any expectations for what the, like uh, my biggest thing with the Academy is that there's two things that can happen. There's, there is the group of people that they basically buy their award. They're there for everything. They are putting themselves out there. They're buying gift baskets and shit for people they're like they're trying to win these people over right. and you know there's a huge uh number of people that vote that don't even watch these movies 
You know that's the truth. You know they're not all sitting there watching every single movie, which is a reason why Coda won, because they said a lot of people weren't even familiar with Coda, but how how it made the top 10, and now it was a nominated movie. Now people were checking all these movies out and being like, damn, this is a pretty good movie. So that's how you get like something right. that was on the... If, if they had just stuck to the five-picture deal, then... The power of the dog would have definitely have won. Yeah, it wouldn't sure. have had the competition. It wouldn't have had the competition. Yeah, I agree. Also, maybe you de- maybe they do need to shorten it again because I would shorten it. Like do five no- do five nominees again or something because I I get that you want to like put it out there to say oh we're including all these different types of movies but. I mean, what other movies probably wouldn't be there? Maybe Dune wouldn't be there. Sci-fi and horror are things that just aren't as beloved at the Academy Awards. I thought for sure Spider-Man was going to win an award just because there was so much like, oh, the superhero movies never win and nobody ever gives them a chance. And just the fact that it got in there, I thought they were like, I thought they put it there specifically to be like, oh, yeah, watch this. And then they were going to give it to Spider-Man. Oh, I mean, Birdman won. That was pretty much a superhero. That was pretty much Michael Keaton. The movie was awful. No, Birdman was great. No, but no. I mean, hey, you got Heath Ledger winning for the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix winning for the Joker. So yeah. you do have some comic book winners in there. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it's it's weird because it's so oversaturated these superhero movies that it, it's strange to me that not more of them end up finding their way of getting nominated. I'm not saying the vast majority of them are going to be, but you would think that something would be like, wow, that was actually a surprisingly powerful superhero movie. Like, I was actually really moved by what happened in that movie. Right. I think that's what I would want to make. I would want to make the super emotional superhero movie. I would, too. Or the ones about those, like, really, really, really raw, interesting heroes that don't get a lot of, like... Like they should make a Scud movie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I kind of, they're kind of digging around that territory now. They're like, where are our C characters and our Sam D and characters? Max. I'm still waiting for my I know, Howard the Duck movie. Like, <laughs> th- that's this kind of stuff I want to see. I kind of wish they had done Modoc into a film properly. That could have been interesting. Did they do an an- like an animated show or it something? Was, it was awful. It was so bad. It's not by robot like, chicken people, so it's interesting what like what route will it end up going? And right. I think it's funny how how the superhero films influence the Oscars too. Like they can't not mention them. Hmm. You had that joke with Amy Schumer dressed up as Spider Man. Like it wasn't funny, but it's like they needed to include su- superheroes. Like they had to do it without right. doing it. Then they had nothing. They had nothing. But yeah, I mean, honestly, every, literally, I it's not a year that usually there's a movie, at least one movie, I'm like, oh, that movie fucking sucks so bad. How did it even get nominated? And, and out of all these movies, I didn't have one that like I hated at all. They they were all they were all really good. I mean, I could pick some things apart. Like Belfast had this uh, Van Morrison music in it. And I get it, the dude's from Belfast, but it didn't fit the movie. Right. It felt awkward and strange, and I was like, I, 
But I mean, it's definitely, you can tell that it's a movie that Kenneth Branagh's known for his, his stage plays and stuff. So right. you, I kind of liked the almost single setting that they had. It almost entirely takes place on a street, a single street with a little bit of, you know, exactly like a stage. It would literally be whatever you could fit on the stage and that's where right. they would film it. And uh, I thought that that it was it was decent, but even then, again, like you said, Judy Dench, Judy Dench is like such a fraction of that movie. She's a great actress, but it's such a weird. Like when they showed that scene, I'm like, of her for her for her nomination. I thought I didn't even know what they were gonna show. It's like she doesn't even do anything in that. Movie. <laughs> That's really funny. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and it actually does a really interesting thing with black and white that I liked. Yeah, uh, everything in the past is black and white, and then anytime that they watch a movie or a stage play, the stage plays in color or the movies in color. Nice. But the the people remain in black and white, but there will be like reflections. So like if they're watching with glasses, you can see the color reflected in their black and white glasses. I actually pretty, I liked that aspect of it a lot. That is pretty cool. Also, um, for it, it's really weird because it can, I believe that's the awards that Titan won, which is the direct, the same director that did Raw. And obviously the movie is not, not something that the Academy is going to love, but it seemed like a favorite internationally and it's weird to not see it nominated at all. Uh, you would definitely love it. It's about this woman who's like a, I don't describe her, kind of like a, like a, I don't want to say like a stripper, but like a, like a dancer, but they (laughs) dance on like cars and stuff. Okay. And she ends up having uh, sex with this car and then she gets impregnated by the car, the car. I'm so here for this. (laughs) So here for this. That sounds amazing. It was funny. I was talking about it at work and. My one coworker said, "I don't think the world's ready for this, <laughs> ready for that movie quite yet." That's so good. Um, I don't really know what else to say. I guess I'm not really, like I said, not hugely familiar with. You it. don't it's, have to, and this is actually yeah. fine. This is a good length, I think, for an yeah. episode too. Uh, yeah, it's just a general little discussion, and sometimes it's nice to see how it goes. Sometimes they're not even this long. Sometimes they're short, and I've had people be like, I don't have anything I want to say. All right. Don't say <laughs> anything at all, then. But yeah, we'll be back on Friday with our last Hitchcock vertigo. And then we'll come back next week with more Lexi as we discuss another director. Perfect. Do we and tell who it is now, or do we wait? You know, I already lies. ruined it. It's Wes Anderson. Oh, I don't okay. think I ruined it on this episode, but I've... <laughs> I definitely have ruined it on one of the Hitchcocks. I was saying to you, I think he's one of the few directors out there who I literally don't dislike any of his movies. Well, then I'm interested to see what you think of his new one. Is it interesting? Have we seen it? Have you seen it yet? I have. I have seen it. I'll reserve my thoughts for that episode, but that is something that we're going to discuss. I picked it before I had seen the movie. I thought it would be interesting to do like a very current vert. Yeah. We also did the Coen brothers and we could have done tragedy of Macbeth, but we kind of like wanted to stick to something that was both of the brothers. Right. So we never did that. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, Hitchcock, 
dead. Both of them are dead. And Wes Anderson had a new one. And we didn't really, like, plan any of our months around a new release. Like, we could have easily said, hey, this director has a new movie coming out this month. Let's let's make their month match up with that. And then we could review that. And this is honestly one of the first times, I mean, we're almost to April. And we haven't done any new releases. Usually we'll throw in a couple... You know, we'll see the Batman or something and we'll have a discussion about it. But we've not strayed too far from our our regular theme. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's okay. I'm trying to make it so that it's not too much of a too much work for myself because I don't get paid doing this. Although we should probably start something (laughs) like if you're enjoying this, pay me a little bit because it's honestly as terrible as some of the episodes sound and some of the episodes sound pretty good but the ones that sound good i put like a lot of time into it to even sound that good and i'm working long hours so i'm working like 60 hours trying to mix this thing and the best that i can get it before friday night which is a deadline that i set for myself but i want everybody to have a like a pretty strict schedule for the most part i don't want to just I want people to be like, you know, expect that there will be an episode that week. You know, worst case scenario, we skip a week, which it happens and it'll it'll definitely happen again. But it's not going to be like an episode coming out on Saturday, an episode coming out on Wednesday. Right. That only happens if uh, there's some meaningful reason for us to do that, such as The Shining. I released that a minute early so it would come out on February 17th so it would be 217. Right. That was a plan. That was slick. <laughs> so anyways, we're Cinema de More. How's that feel? We're Cinema de More. There you uh, go. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at JJ Morgan 19. Um Oh, do I pimp myself here? Yeah, you is? can, absolutely. Uh, I, I do bad art. If you want to find that on Instagram, it's Iconoclast. I-C-O-N-O-K-L-A-S-T. Um, and I, I think uh, you won't, I don't really want to give out my email address right now. So <laughs> That might be weird. You don't have to give out your email. There we uh, go. My social security number, in case you're wondering. Right. Uh, if, if you want to talk to Nothing can go me. wrong if I give that out. You can message me on my uh, Instagram. My other Instagram is polyester, and that's where I post pictures of myself. And there you have it. We'll be back in a few days. Hopefully you enjoyed our special episode. Peace. Have a good night. We are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.